This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. It's 6 o'clock and time again for Brain Matters, the official radio show of the UA Counseling Center. We are broadcasting from the campus of the University of Alabama. Good evening. My name is Dr. B.J. Gunther, and I'm the host of the show, along with my colleague and producer, Katherine Howell. In case you don't know, this show is about mental and physical health issues that affect college students, and in particular, UA students. So you can listen to us each Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on 90.7 FM, or you can listen online at wbuafm.ua.edu, or you can also download the Crimson White app and click on the 90.7 streaming link. Don't forget, if you have ideas, I always say this every week, if you have ideas for upcoming um, show topics, please email those to us at brainmattersradio at wbuafm.ua.edu. And of course, I'll consider using your show topic. We are already um, scheduled out for the rest of this semester. We don't really have that many more shows because I think we're going to end up at the uh, finish up at the end of April. So we finished um, planning for this semester. We don't do shows in the summer. And we'll come back in the fall and we'll definitely need some new show ideas. I've been doing this show since 2013. I thought I would run out of ideas. Thank goodness Catherine is wonderful at coming up with creative ideas. Um, But we really haven't run out of trends on college campuses with regards to mental health issues. So it's been um, interesting. And if you have a topic, email those to me. I'll try to remember to give out this email address periodically throughout the um, show tonight. Do you garden when you feel anxious, Catherine? Do you plan weekend hikes to relieve stress after a long week? I know I do. You're not imagining that time in nature helps you feel better. Many people find that spending time outdoors improves low moods and promotes relaxation and calm. Ecotherapy is an approach that rests on the idea that people have a deep connection to their environment and to the earth itself. In this same line of thinking, failing to nurture this connection can take a toll on your well-being, in particular, your mental health. Though eco-psychology is an emerging field, the consensus among, among experts remains consistent. Spending time in nature can have a pretty positive impact on your mental health. That leads us into the topic tonight. I'm so excited about this because this is just like just cool and I I don't know how many students really are involved or how many new students who are just coming in know that this department exists but tonight our show topic is the benefits of outdoor recreation on mental health and my guest tonight is assistant director of outdoor rec at UA Cliff McIntosh hey Cliff nice to meet you why hello how are you I'm good did I get that introduction correct assistant director of outdoor rec yeah on the nose Okay. Well, tell us a little bit, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your credentials, why you're interested in this topic. Well, I I grew up in Northwest Missouri and outdoor recreation has always been a part of my life. It's it's something I've surrounded myself with. It's something that um, I actively seek for my mental health per se. Yes. Uh, I started guiding in 1996 with uh, my 
my old man per se, and we were running trips for school groups and church groups down in Southern Missouri on rivers. Um, from there, after I got my bachelor's degree, I spent seven years in the field um, going from specific discipline and outdoor recreation to other <laughs> other adventures. Yeah. And eventually, like went back to get my master's and wound up working in campus recreation where I can ac actively influence uh, the next leaders in outdoor recreation. Yes. Uh, you know, in the intro, I mentioned e two terms that I have never heard of. And when doing research about this show, it, it was really surprising to me. And I hope you've heard about ecotherapy and eco psychology. Have you ever heard either one of those two terms? Uh, both of them. They are they are fairly prevalent in the outdoor recreation realm. Um, we struggle to provide um, kind of the significance of recreating in the outdoors to really the people that hold the pocketbook. So, you know, to college officials, to um, from community members to um, parents, uh, we have to justify why we exist. And as the research has moved forward, we're finding more and more that the, the ecotourism and just the effects of getting outside are very significant to, uh, from a university standpoint, retention, um, and from a student standpoint, mental health. So there are, there are many ben benefits to recreating in the outdoors, which I already know because I do it on a, <laughs> on a daily basis. But um, we really want to strive and reach out to the student population because it's not as prevalent as it used to be. No, and, and I know, and we're going to talk a little bit about how COVID has possibly complicated this even more um, for some students and for you guys, too, as staff. What are some, some ways, I know you're probably constantly marketing outdoor rec, but what are some effective ways to get the message out to the students that this service is available to them and this opportunity is available to them? Well, if anyone has any good ideas, please let me know. Um, that is one of the really hard things for us to do is get outside of the recreation centers. So we can market as much as we want inside. We've got flyers, we've got TVs, um, but it just, if you don't come inside the rental center or actively look for us online, you never know that we exist other than word of mouth. And right now, word of mouth is the best way that we are getting outside of um, our little rental center, outlying islands up here. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, you know, just with my clients and maybe Catherine can speak to this too. And just with my clients, I'm always really surprised that they aren't aware of some of the opportunities that just not only Outdoor Rec offers, but just our community in general, you know, and I'm really surprised at the number of students who are not getting outside. And, you know, it, it makes sense that sometimes they are seeking counseling because getting outdoors is not a factor in their, it's not, you know, a, it's not important in their life. And sometimes when I suggest that, you know, they'll roll their eyes because they, they, I think they think, oh, I've tried that, you mm -hmm. know, and, and they're, they're kind of missing the point sometimes. And it's very hard to get that across to see the little things in nature. And it, it sounds mushy to say that. I don't know any other way to say, it. you know, it sounds very counselory to say that, but um, just that it's really a mindfulness thing, isn't it? Well, 
you know, I think it surrounds a lot with fear of the outdoors um, because most people haven't had as much experience with it. They see all of the news reports of somebody getting lost in a cave or lost in the woods and they have to go be rescued and uh, the outside is a dangerous place and they don't effectively know how to. And that's one of the essential reasons why I believe that we exist in the college environment is to teach people those lifelong skills and teach them how to recreate um, safely in the outdoors. Yeah. yeah, and be able to take care of themselves, if, uh, survival skills too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you teach that. Um, talking about mindfulness, I know that the Counseling Center via Catherine and Outdoor Rec via you are coordinating a mindfulness hike, which I just think this is ingenious. Um, I think it's April the 16th, coming up April the 16th. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Did I get the date wrong? Sorry, I'm looking at my schedule. Um, So April the 16th, mindfulness hike. Um, This is a really laid back, not adventure, I would say. It's more of an experience. And so it's effectively getting you know, maybe first timers, maybe experienced hikers, we're gonna go out into the wilderness and effectively be mindful of how we go apart and how we experience this yeah. um, This Yeah, like what I was talking about. Yeah, and it's, you know, a lot of us, we, we go through life and it's, it's emails and Zoom calls and it's one thing after another. And just the simple effect of getting out into the outdoors, unplugging for an hour, two hours, three hours, going on a simple hike is enough to bring us back to center, uh, which is really effective. One, for myself, I love getting outside, but for that person that has never really had that experience, it, it can be life-changing, I believe. I think so too. Is it there? Is there a limited capacity with this hike? Does it cost anything? How do students, if they're listening, how do they get involved? How do they participate? All of our um, programming will be up on the UREC shop. So they can go to the Student Recreation Center's website, go to the shop, and they will be able to sign up for any of our, our trip program on, on that website. Um, and I believe that the cost for that is $20. Okay. Is there a limit? Is there a, a, a minimum, I mean, a maximum you can take? Uh, if we, I think the, the maximum right now is 12. Okay. Um, we are limited right now in capacity due to COVID. So uh, transportation be, uh, definitely becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, but this is just kind of the chipping of the iceberg here. I mean, we can, if this becomes a thing, we could run it every week. We yeah. up to 20 to 40 people. Yes. It's, uh, the skies are the limit. It's amazing. I mentioned it to um, one of my graduate students who just, you know, got here to campus last semester. So he's still new, still learning about the community, and he was very excited. So I hope he will sign up if it's not too late. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. I want to talk a little bit about, well, first of all, I'm curious to know, are you a through hiker? Uh, I am drum roll I have to admit hiking is not my thing what's your thing it's uh, primarily water sports so anywhere from whitewater kayaking to long expedition whitewater rafting that is my happy happy spot that's your happy place all right just curious I've read 
several books. I, I listen to I listen to podcasts today at lunch, and I want to talk a little bit about some of your recommendations for podcasts, outdoor podcasts. So Thank hang you. on, we'll be right back. You're listening to Brain Matters on ninety point seven, the Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Listening to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm Dr. BJ Gunther. We're talking tonight about benefits of outdoor recreation on mental health. And my guest is Assistant Director of UA Outdoor Rec, Cliff McIntosh. And I don't know why I want to call you Clint. So I'm sorry if I call you Clint McIntosh. I must have known a Clint McIntosh in my life. Um, we left off, well, we left off talking about, of course, the benefits, but you know, I'm curious as to what have you witnessed when you have taken people out before? Have you witnessed actually, you know, where you felt like this was a life-changing moment for a student or they had a real opportunity because they'd never really been outdoors much and this is like maybe started something for them that will be a lifelong activity? Well, I think almost every single experience and every single trip that I've had in the outdoors with um, other participants, there has been at least one life-changing moment. And whether that be something small as of like the first time that they had ever been to a location and they didn't realize what was there, right? all the way to, I was in the middle of Lake Superior and I turned around and handed a kid a potato peeler dad, have him peel a potato, and he'd never used a potato peeler before. Wow. <laughs> so there I am in a rainstorm with somebody trying to, you know, help him learn how to peel a potato. You know, it's it's those instances, instances like that that really kind of change your perspective on what the outdoor recreation realm really entails. It's not just that you're you're out in, you know, the weather and the elements. Right, right. It is the wide variety of stressors that you have to deal with in order to get to your next accomplishment. Or exactly. Goal. I mean, problem solving sometimes, mm -hmm. social skills, camaraderie, mm -hmm. uh, meteorology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my biggest fear. When we've been out on hikes, you know this probably. I don't know if the part of Missouri where you're from is the Ozarks mm -hmm. um, or the mountains, you know, uh, the weather changes drastically there. And I don't know in Alabama if it, I mean, I guess it does with regards to thunderstorms and, you know, um, severe weather, it can change like that. So interesting. That That's fascinating. What about, um, I mentioned COVID. How has it impacted other than just common sense, you know, but how has it impacted the department and what you have to do now? 
In outdoor recreation as a whole, there's been both positive and negative effects from COVID. Uh, positive, uh, folks are getting outside more. It is, is really starting to revitalize the industry. What's really, from my perspective and from the university's perspective, it's how to get them out there in a safe manner. And right now it is, what it used to be was we would just jam as many people into a small metal box as possible, travel to the location, have a good yes. time. And now it is, you know, how to effectively keep six feet apart. If we can't keep six feet apart, how will that work? Um, we're underneath uh, quite a few restrictions right now due to, like, we can't run overnight trips. Um, uh, right now we're waiting for approval to get rope climbing back at, back at the climbing gym. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's taken away probably half of the participation that I'm able to get out there from the university's perspective. Um, you know, regular year, I'm going to go with the, like 1995 to 2000. We were averaging around 6,000 participants. Wow. So, I didn't okay. realize that. That's a lot. So rentals, the climbing wall, to trips, to the bike program. Um, and right now, I think we're at 1,000. So, you know, and I'm, you know, and cheering because we actually are starting to hit those numbers, but it's still just a drop in the bucket of what we could be, the, the potential outcomes that we could be seeing as a uh, program. List for the listeners, list the activities that, that UA Rec offers. You mentioned the hiking wall, but what else? overnight trips, what else? So we've got a, a full bike program. Um, the rental program is called the Bama Bike Program. They are yep. the great Fuji bikes you probably see all around campus. I do. Um, you can rent a, a, a bike for $60 for an entire semester. It comes with uh, free tune-ups every, um, every month if you want to bring it in and have our bike mechanics run through it. Um, we have a full-on bike shop. So if you dug your bike out of storage and it needs a lot of work done, you can bring it on in. And our bike mechanics are, are trained through us. Um, they'll pull it apart, put it back together, and make it functional. We wow, have a I did not know that. Yeah, it's, um, we've got a pop-up bike shop that happens about two to three times a semester where we'll go over next to the dorms and, yeah. and have free maintenance. So folks can bring over the bikes and we'll work on them for free. Wow. If they need any parts, they'll have to pay for that. But it's pretty easy. And we're just now going to be starting up a bike pickup program. So if somebody can't get their bike all the way across campus to the SRC, um, they can give us a call. It's $5 and we'll actually go get the bike and bring it over and work on it. And that's, that's, just, yeah. that's just the bike program. I mean, it's, um, you know, how, how long do you want me to go on about my Keep program? going. I want you to list. So you're not doing overnight trips right now, but those are coming up. And then um, the climbing wall you mentioned, bike program, what else? Right. The climbing wall, um, we will be having our first climbing site management training coming up, and that is to effectively teaching students how to effectively lead on their lonesomes outside on real rock. So that'll be a course coming up at the beginning of April. Um, our rental program is is fairly robust. Anything that you need to get out into the outdoors, whether that be kayaks, canoes, what stand, else? Stand up paddle boards, tents, cook sets, um, uh, really nice Kona mountain bikes. To um, uh, we've got really nice road bikes as well. Are staff eligible to rent this too? Yeah, absolutely. 
What if a student can't afford, um, you know, the cost of some of the services? So, you know, we are unfortunately part of the, the reason that we are still here is because we can justify our existence as well as pay some of the bills. Right. So we have to charge something. Um, we are subsidized heavily uh, from tuition dollars from the university. Mm -hmm. um, if they if they cannot afford something, um, we do have free programming available. So every semester they get one free climb at the climbing gym. It's not a whole lot, but it's something to get them started. Right. Uh, we do have on Tuesday nights a women's and non-binary climbing evening where it is free climbing for uh, those that identify that way. Um, we will have free kayak rolling in the pool. Oh, wow. And once COVID loosens up a little bit, we will have um, outdoor, uh, outdoor activity evenings where um, there'll be free seminars where folks can come on in and we'll have guest speakers, whether that be from a caving aspect to a, a guiding aspect to climbing. Um, so there will be will be a, activities available. Does um does outdoor rec have any opportunities for employment for students? Yeah, we are. Um, there are two professional staff in outdoor recreation. The rest are student staff. So we employ roughly thirty students um, every semester. Do they have to have experience? So I would much rather they don't have experience, so I can train them however I want. Okay. <laughs> mold them <laughs> yeah. uh, so and i just um we love it when um you know the students come in with prior experience especially whenever it comes to bike mechanics yeah yeah or um from a trip trip perspective having a, a good understanding of what it means to actually guide in the outdoors yeah um you know we we offer everything up from the rental center I, I'm of the mindset you have to start in the rental center, so we make sure that you can function as a human first, and then yeah. after that, you can peel a potato. Yeah, we'll we'll branch you out into the different directions. Um, uh, what folks don't understand is it takes a lot of time and effort to gain the skills necessary. Yes, and it takes a lot of time and effort to keep up on those skills because uh, it yes, it does, it does. Deteriorate. You know, I, I mentioned before the last break about podcasts and books and. I love I I love reading about hiking. That's like my thing and it's fascinating people who do things alone and really don't go in groups. I, you know, you know the famous book, I'm sure, you know, Into the Wild about yeah. Chris McCandless. You know, most people know about that Cheryl Strayed, Wild. Um Bill Bryson books are good books to read about, you know, nature outdoor. I'm reading one right now that's a little bit different called Tracks. I don't know if you ever heard about that. It's a woman who basically hiked across the desert of Australia on three camels that she trained herself. So it's fascinating. It's that's a fascinating great. book. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for books and or podcasts? Uh uh, always. I love reading. Um, let's start off with like a couple of the classics. Uh, Desert Solitaire by Edward Abbey. Um, it is his, um, you know, his recollection from two years being a seasonal uh, national park attendant down in uh, Arches National Park. Um, is a phenomenal read. Um, 
it strays a little bit towards into the environmental activism side of the house. So like, just be wary of that. Uh, but that's, that's like one of the staples for any outdoor rec employee. Like eventually you're going to read reading. <laughs> um, San County Albanac by Aldo Leopold. Um, a great conservationist and uh, professor. Um, just reading into that, it's just so much of the like the visceral quality of outdoor. Like you can actually like sit there and read through the book and actually see the world take shape around you. It's amazing. Um, I got to throw some mirror in there. Um, so Mounts of California or a thousand mile walk to the Gulf. Yep. Woo. Uh, those are those are two really good ones and what was the first one uh, mountains of california yeah both by john muir yep and for the climbing side of the house um a one of my personal favorites is lynn hill and she has a, a bio climbing free um incredibly strong female athlete and just a leader in that regard. Um, just, I can't, uh, I heard her speak a couple of years ago at a conference and was able to sit down with her. Uh, she is a phenomenal person and a, a good role model. Lynn Hill. Yep. Any podcast on your radar? Uh, <laughs> probably uh, Patagonia's The Dirtbag Diaries. Yep. If you're gonna if you're gonna start with one, that would be. Uh, it's been around since shoot, I was probably in my undergrad, maybe a little bit before that, uh, 2007-ish. Um, but Fitz Cahal Cahal um, goes through pretty much anything from road trips to skiing to everything. We'll we'll talk about a little bit of everything. Um, there's another one she explores, uh, Gail and I. I forget your last name, um, uh, telling stories about uh, women in the outside to amplify the like voices of people who, who are, aren't regularly heard. Um, and that's one that I tail into quite a bit because I, I'm a white male <laughs> and I need to be able to translate and communicate effectively with all populations. So. Yes. Um, that is an excellent one. Um, you know, she goes through the, the diversity, you know, bodies, uh, unspoken challenges, and things of that nature. Uh, it's probably not. I'm listening to one right now called Out There. Have you ever heard of that? That is. Who is the host for that? Oh, her last name is Bowden. And I can't remember. I just listened to one today. I want to say Emily, Emily Bowden, maybe. And and she, it, it's really it's stories that ha, that talk about nature, but it's stories that I can't even describe it. Um, it's all different kinds of stories and people who the people who have experienced them are the narrators. Basically, Emily hosts the show, but she lets the person narrate their own story about how something in nature has um, caused them to meet their spouse, for instance, or done this or done that. It's just very interesting. Now, your list, the listeners probably, <laughs> I don't know if you're interested in survival uh, podcasts, but the one by Outdoor Magazine called Out Alive, mm -hmm. very interesting about how to survive certain things. You know, it, it might be scary for some people who are not used to being in the outdoors, but like snake bites, for instance, mm -hmm. or, you know, 
all kinds of accidents that can happen. I generally, like, if somebody ever asks me for recommendations, I usually steer them away from, like, the scary ones. <laughs> yes. Like, after you get some experience, and then go listen to the scary ones. Yeah. yeah. Then you'll feel a little more confident, yeah. right, when, you, when you've survived that first camping trip, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, Cliff, and then we'll come back. Let's talk a little more about what you would tell students who are apprehensive about getting involved with Outdoor Rec, okay? So hang on to that thought. You're listening to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. This show is not a substitute for professional counseling and no relationship is created between the show hosts or guests and any listener. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, we encourage you to contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. Listening to Brain Matters on 90.7 The Capstone. I'm BJ Gunther. Tonight we're talking about uh, benefits of outdoor recreation on your mental health. And my guest is one of the assistant directors, or maybe the assistant director of Outdoor Rec, Cliff McIntosh. And also, I want to remind you if you have any questions for us or you have any ideas for upcoming topics for the show, you can email those to me at brainmattersradio at wvuafm.ua.edu and I'll consider your suggestions. Cliff, we left off. And I wanted to ask you, what do you tell students who are apprehensive about getting involved? How do you get somebody involved? Well, first, by being up front, like outdoors, like anytime you walk out your front door, there's going to be risk involved with it. And inherently, what we do is risky. I mean, that's what makes it fun, generally, for most folks. Yeah. Um, and I would say that all of our trips and all of our experiences are gauged for the introductory person. So, um, you know, I'm not looking to take the best climber in the world on a climbing trip. I'm looking for the person that has never been on rope before to go yeah. on a climbing trip. Wow. So we, can, we can give them that experience in a more controlled environment. Uh, you know, if you go out with Larry Curl or Mo. Um, that you met down the street, you have no idea what systems that they run. You don't know what kind of, um, you know, health and safety precautions they put into place. If you go with us, uh, we've got all of that stuff that's been checked, double checked. We've got the medical training. We've got the hours of drill in the gym or um, our guiding, um, you know, our guide training is pretty extensive. So, um, we've got our systems in place to make sure that it is as safe as we can possibly make it. And last, the most dangerous thing that we do is we hop in a vehicle. Yeah. So climbing, you know, I'll take you rappelling off a 300-foot wall. The drive to that place is still going to be more dangerous than what we're actively going to be doing. Right. What about, um, here's one for you personally. What's been your best outdoor adventure? Oh, that's a rough one. I know. <laughs> it's in 2018, 
Um, this is a, a personal trip, so it's not not with the university. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I have been talking about paddling uh, in open boats canoes from the headwaters of the Missouri, so Three Forks, Montana, and going all the way to the North Dakota border, which is 725 miles. And wow. we're, we're finally able to put it, put it together in 2018. And what time of year did you do it? Uh, that was in June. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> did you see any wildlife? Uh, all over the place. Grizzly bears? We No grizzlies. We saw a couple of blacks. Um, a lot of the birds up there are amazing. It's like, I had to like get the book out in front of me and start flipping look through them it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I so, didn't know okay. so here's another question, personal. What's on your bucket list? If I got the call tomorrow, you probably would not see me for a month. And that would be um, running a raft down the Grand Canyon. Ooh, down the Colorado? Yep, Colorado River through the Grand Canyon. That is, um, I would go for the full month-long expedition and no holds barred. The problem is that I want to run my own boat. And, and that has its own hurdles to jump through. Do they allow that? I mean, is there a problem with, they, they allow that. Yeah, it's, uh, you have to get put in for a permit uh, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get put into a lottery system. I put in every year, I have yet to be pulled. Um, and then you find 15 of your closest friends that want to go with you and you make your own expedition. Yeah, yeah. The lottery system, mm, we're, we're just, my husband and I just want to hike to Mount Lacotte up in the Smoky Mountains and it's on a lottery system we've never gotten I don't think we ever will, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now with COVID, who knows how many years they are backed up. How long have you been at UA Rec, Rec Outdoor Rec? I got to check my watch here. Um, I started in May of 2020. Okay. Yeah. So you started in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, it was the weirdest start to any job I've ever had. I got here and oh, wow. nobody. <laughs> Frustrating. Well, it gives you something to look forward to, though, now that things are really opening up. It's going to be, I think people are, as students especially, are going to be so appreciative, you know, now. Take for granted, you know, what we had before March of 2020, basically, you know. And our programs are always evolving, and we're stepping more into the custom trip offering. So if you and four of your closest friends want to go on a trip, you let me know. We, we, we can build it for you and we'll mm -hmm. run it for you. So that is that is becoming more in our lexicon. Our entire goal is to get folks out into the outdoors. Yes. In as safe a manner as possible. I could totally see more collaborations between our department, the Counseling Center, and Outdoor Rec because, because of this. And if the mindfulness hike on April the 16th is a success, that's definitely going to boost um, – more activities i think to promote better mental health and self-care you know yeah, the studies have shown that uh, we or i should say we the outdoor activities can, can increase everything it's yeah, yeah. Uh, the limits are really not there do you have one last question? Do you have suggestions on how to bring the outdoors indoors? For instance, if, you know, let's say a student lives in a dorm or even in their apartment, you know, off campus, how, how can you bring the outdoors indoors? Any suggestions? 
It, I would probably go with uh, starting with real basic activities like yoga. Um, and that is something that you can do from your living room. And most folks at the University of Alabama have an outdoor space that they can get to fairly close from their dorm. Yeah. Yeah, you can take that yoga mat outside into the grass, into the lawn and still have an outdoor experience. It's you're not climbing Mount Everest, but it's still an outdoor experience. Yeah, there's no excuse mm -hmm. for not doing that. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show. This is I could talk about this. A, I mean, a long time because I'm a big proponent of this. I, I, Catherine knows this about me and many of our listeners do that. I'm a beekeeper. And for me, being with 100,000 bees is relaxing, which that freaks some people out. I understand that. But for me, that's when I just feel extremely calm. It's very hard to explain. And, um, you know, it, it's you just got to find what your thing is. You know, it might not be hiking. It might be rafting. It might be canoeing. It might be beekeeping. But you just got to explore a little bit more and not be afraid uh, if you've grown up in a household where you didn't go outside a whole lot or it wasn't promoted, this is your department is the best place to start. That's why we're here. And if anyone ever wants to talk about it, uh, come on in. I will. I am at or the, email you. Or email me or pick up the phone. I am always willing to talk about it. Sounds great. Thank you, Cliff. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. Sure, no problem. Let me make a few announcements before we go. Don't forget our shows are recorded and podcasted on the Apple Podcast. Also, some of our past shows are on audioboom.com and voices.ua.edu. Just type in Brain Matters and you'll see some of our past shows. There's also a link on the Counseling Center's website um, on counseling.ua.edu. I always like to thank some people who've made the show possible. Our executive director, Dr. Greg Vanderwall, Terry Siggers from the Office of Student Media, of course, my production assistant tonight, Catherine Howell, my colleagues at the Counseling Center, the WBUA staff who edits our show every week, and my guest tonight, Cliff McIntosh. Next week, we're going to have the topic of Enneagrams. People talk about this all the time with me, and I should know more about this because I am a therapist, but I don't. I'm embarrassed to say. So we're going to have a show on Enneagrams next week. Join us next week. And thanks again for listening tonight to Brain Matters. Good night. This show is not intended as a substitute for professional counseling. Further, the views, opinions, and conclusions expressed by the show hosts or their guests are their own and not necessarily those of the University of Alabama, its officers, or trustees. Any views, opinions, or conclusions shared on the show do not create a relationship between the host or any guest and any listener, and such a relationship should never be inferred. If you feel you are in need of professional mental health and are a UA student, please contact the UA Counseling Center at 348-3863. If you are not a UA student, please contact Contact your respective county's crisis service hotline or their local mental health agency or insurance company. If it is an emergency situation, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.